Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. Eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. So, one of the first things we did after I announced that this show was ending was put together a special Oprah Show task force. Their assignment was to dig deep inside our Harpo tape library, and their job was to watch every single show we've ever done. Uh huh. Over 4,500 hours of television. The mission was to find out what happened to some of the 30,000 guests who have sat up here with me over the years. And today we have some incredible where are they now follow up, starting with a woman with a wake up call. We first met her six years ago. The date was May 26, 2005. The show was called The Woman Who Survived. Over the years, we have done more than 120 shows on domestic violence. But no story was more horrific, no lesson more important, no survivor more brave than Carolyn Thomas. And what did you think or feel when you saw your face for the first time? I didn't even want to look at myself. I felt that no one else would want to look at me either. Carolyn had been in an abusive relationship for eight years. I was in love, and I thought that I could change him. He was verbally abusive. He got uh, very jealous. He was very controlling with what I wear. I was only able to associate with my immediate family. One night, the abuse turned deadly. He just kept on ranting and raving and grabbed a gun. We ended up wrestling for the gun back and forth, tussling for it, and he ended up getting it away from me and shooting my mother in the stomach. And after that, I grabbed me around the throat, put the gun to my temple. 
Carolyn had been shot in the face at point-blank range. When the officer came in the apartment and I grabbed him on the ankle to let him know that I was alive. Her mother was killed, but Carolyn survived. She believes for a reason. She knew she had to tell her story. Carolyn says she feels like her soul has been put in a cage. How so, Carolyn? I feel like it's been put in a cage because I've lost a lot of things. I've lost my mother, half my face, and a few friends. Here is Carolyn, who has survived as a living example of what survival is. So we will now refer to you from now on as the woman who survived. Thank the you. woman who survived. So that was six years ago since Carolyn was here, and she is back today and proud to show her face. Please welcome Carolyn. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Tell me. How many surgeries? Uh, 13 total, and about seven of those were all major surgeries. Major surgeries. Yes. Yeah. Are you in pain? No, I don't have any pain, and I really didn't have any pain, you know, doing the surgeries at all. Really? A team of doctors and specialists pushed the limits of reconstructive surgery to help make Carolyn look whole again. Take a look at what she's been through. The monumental task of reconstructing Carolyn's shattered face took two years and nearly a dozen intricate surgeries. I didn't think anything was possible. I mean, there was like 80% gone. There was just an empty space. The bullet obliterated her face. Her upper jaw, the roof of her mouth, her nose and eye, all gone. In one 10-hour marathon operation, surgeons cut a piece of bone from her leg and shaped it into a new jaw. They rebuilt her eye socket, replaced the roof of her mouth, and took skin from her neck and shaped it into lips. Rebuilding her nose was nearly impossible, so Carolyn wears a prosthetic one. This was the totally finished product right here. <laughs> Makes me want to cry. Whew. 
and I'm just thankful to to all my doctors. I don't think anybody could ever understand what I went through. So, what is it like when you go out in public now? Do people still stare? It's, it's a lot different now when I go out in public. I think that the stares are not, you know, like, wow, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the scarring and things. Mm -hmm. They're probably kind of proud of, 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 of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Is it because I think you are proud of what you're doing? Yes, I yeah. definitely am proud. And so, yeah. Because uh, you have a very different attitude now than you did six years ago. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. What happened in those six years? I think within those six years, I, I became more courageous and, you know, um, having the ability to be able to talk to more people, to be a, a better advocate. I just think it made me a, a stronger woman. So you say not only are you more confident, but you believe, uh, as I believe, I believe everything happens for a reason. And what was this reason for you? I think God does things for different reasons. And I think that he knew that I was going to be strong. He knew that I wasn't going to be ashamed of how things turned out and that I was going to go out and be the best advocate that I could be mm -hmm. and, you know, encourage other women to do the same thing. So we received hundreds of emails, as you know, from women who were deeply affected by Carolyn's story. Understandably, most of them wanted to remain anonymous because a lot of them are in situations where they are with controlling uh, men. Here's just one example of how Carolyn helped save a life. This is from a viewer in Philadelphia who wrote, Dear Oprah, I want to thank you for sharing Carolyn's story on your show. It was the wake-up call, she writes, that I needed. I was mentally, verbally, and physically abused by my boyfriend for years but I convinced myself that he really loved me and that if I just waited it out, he would change. And then I heard what Carolyn had to say and I found myself in tears. I left him that night and I never looked back. I believe it was fate that I saw Carolyn on TV that day and I wanna thank her for giving me the courage to save myself. I know you've heard that from a lot of people, right? Yes, I've had one come up to me and say, you know, she left her husband after seeing my story. And that, and that makes me feel really good. That you, makes... You call yourself a great visual aid for women who are in abusive relationships. Yes. Yeah. Because would you have believed that this could happen to you, even though you realize you had all the signs? And if you're watching right now, it starts with someone wanting you, first of all, controlling you. Right. Not wanting you to be with your family members and your friends. Right. And most women, as you did, interpret it as, he loves me. He just so loves me so yeah. much. Yes. Uh, the person being jealous um, and controlling in other ways. Yeah. And you thought the more he did that, the more he loved you. That's what I thought. But, you know, healthy love doesn't have to hurt. And, you know, I, I, I think... Back, it, it kind of goes back to my childhood where mm -hmm. I, I noticed my mother being abused. Mm -hmm. And I think that if my mom and grandmother had a sat down and kind of said, you know, Carolyn, this is not the way a man is supposed to treat a woman. And, you know, if he hits you once, he's going to hit you twice and to get out of that situation. So I think maybe a little bit, I, I probably came a, a product of my environment a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, having done over 120 shows about this, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I've come to understand is that children don't do what you say. 
they do what you do. Right. And so your mother telling you, if your mother is in an abusive relationship, and that is true for those of you who are watching right now, and you're in an abusive relationship, and you're saying to your sons and your daughters, yeah, if, you, if you allow some man to mistreat you and then you say to your son, but this isn't the way you treat a woman, what your sons end up doing is repeating what they know, mm -hmm. what they've seen. So your words don't mean as much as your actions do. Right. So Carolyn told us that she's wanted for years to get answers from the man who killed her mother and destroyed her face. Terrence Kelly is serving a life sentence for murder and for attempted murder by shooting Carolyn in the face. And we sent our producer, uh, Bridget, down to Robertson Correctional Institute in Abilene, Texas, to find out what Terrence has to say for himself. He claims that he unknowingly smoked a cigarette laced with drugs the night of the shooting. What do you remember at all from that day in December? Uh, going to the apartment, smoking a black and mild that was in the ashtray. It was about a quarter of it left. And after that, it just, that's when everything, from there, I really can't remember. So you don't remember shooting Caroline and her mother? No, ma'am. I love Miss Thomas and her mom, like a mom. I used to call Miss Reed's mama, you know? Do you think in that moment that you really wanted to kill her? I didn't know what was happening. And if I did, if I was in my right mind frame, I wouldn't hurt her. I could nothing make me hurt her like that. No matter. Can you tell me in your own words how it feels to see the bullet that you shot cause this damage to her? It hurts me. This mind hurts me. Terrence, why did you agree to do the interview with us today? Because um, I feel like uh, I owe a victim apology, you know, for what went down, for what happened. So that's the main reason, you know, because like I say, my heart bleeds every day. It's not a day go by that I don't think about it because I really did love Ms. Com Ms. Thompson and uh, Ms. Reeves, you know. And have you asked God for forgiveness for what happened? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And do you believe that there's redemption for you? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It hurts me every day. I got a granddaughter that I never touched or spoke with, you know? It hurts me every day. And um, just a lot I'm missing, you know? And words can't explain it, you know? The feeling, words can't explain it. Is that the first time you've seen him? Yes, since court. Since court. What does it make you feel to see that tape? I, I, it, it kind of makes me feel kind of angry mm -hmm. because, you know, if he didn't know what he was doing and, and you know, he supposedly smoked this black and mall that was in the ashtray. What is a black and mall? It's, it's a, a form of a cigar. Mm -hmm. You don't believe that he's sincere there? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to see him in person? Well, we may meet uh, sometime in the future in person, and that's because we're going to be doing like a mediation. Mm -hmm. And a mediation is where we're able only to discuss what happened that night, and mm -hmm. I'll be able to ask him a few more questions. But it's not 
to see him, you know, in a good way. Mm -hmm. I just still have more things that mm -hmm. I want to ask. And what do you most want to know? I just really want to know why did why did you do that? Why did you you kill my mom? I just it's just really hard for me to understand that mm -hmm. you were so drugged up, like you say. And where did you get the cigar out of what ashtray? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many questions. Mm -hmm. Is there ever really going to be an answer that will satisfy the question of why did you kill my mother? I don't think it will be. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it will be. And that's something that I'm going to have to live with mm -hmm. and deal with for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, you feel like you'll go on and you're stronger? Yes, I definitely feel like I'm stronger, Oprah. I feel, in a way, I kind of want to thank him because he made me become this strong woman that I am today, you know, being courageous and being, you know, going out in public and dealing with the situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand what you mean by you wanted to thank him. This is what it took for you. Yes. And I also understand that one of the reasons why you're here is that you want to really, the message is for every other woman who's in a situation, don't let it take a bullet. Right, exactly. Don't let it take a bullet. Thank you so much. So if you're in an abusive relationship and you need help, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline or do whatever you need to do. 1-800-799-SAFE or go to www.thehotline.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Okay, so I'll never forget the title of the show six years ago, The Fat One in the Family. Jill Roberts struck a nerve with her painful story about her weight. Many people could relate, but what I remember most is the brutal honesty of her father. It was May 18, 2005. The show was called The Fat One in the Family. 20-year-old Jill, the youngest of four children, revealed how she's always felt like an outsider because of her weight. I'm constantly compared to my sister. My sister's a runner, and my dad's like, well, why, didn't, why don't you run? I hate to say that she was a fat baby, but I don't know how else to say that. She always has been overweight. Her father, Kurt, came down the hardest on Jill about her weight. He's like, why in the crap are you eating that? You don't need it. You're fat as it is. Sweetheart, you've already got ham on there. Does it bother me when we're out in public that Jill's overweight? It does. I'll be, I'll be honest. Kirk had no idea how deeply his words hurt his daughter. I've wanted my dad to accept me my whole life. He treats me differently than he treats every other person in my family. My whole life, 
he's told me that I'm not pretty and that I'm overweight and that I need to lose weight and and he's just never been nice to me. Jill came back on the show in 2006 after having gastric bypass surgery. Not only do you look different, but you, your energy is different. different. Person. You are a different person. Absolutely. Yes. I'm more outgoing, I'm fun, and I love to be Jill. You love to be Jill? I do. For the first time, I love to be me. Really? How much did you lose? I have lost close to 170 pounds. So it's been almost six years now since we first met Jill, weighing over 300 pounds, and she's back with her father, Kirk, and her mother, Kay. Welcome, everybody. Hi. Hi. Thank yes. You. Looks like you've lost even more weight. I have. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I lost another about 30 pounds since mm -hmm. I was last on the show. Mm -hmm. so. And do you feel terrific? I do. I feel really great. Do you feel great about the relationship now? Yes. Did the I relationship have... change as you lost the weight? Oh, yeah. It completely changed. Mm. Um, I think it changed how I interacted with my dad because my whole being changed. Mm -hmm. um, my confidence, my attitude, I matured a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I changed a lot and I just realized that, I mean, even though my, my dad phrases things a certain way, mm -hmm. I know that he, what he wanted was for me to be happy and to mm -hmm. have the life that mm -hmm. I have now. So the perception that the world has just seeing this is that you didn't love her when she was fat, but you now love her now that she's thin. And that seems very shallow. It does seem shallow. Yes, it does. It does. So you explain that to me. And I loved her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I loved her so much. But everybody perceived it as that. And, uh, and, and that, was, that was tough. I knew that she was going to... Was that our perception? Or was that somewhat the truth? I think it was somewhat the truth. Mm -hmm. I think it was both perception and, and the truth. Mm-hmm. And Kay, what was your role in all this? What were you thinking when Kirk was being hard on Jill? Oh, it was, it was really hard. You know, as a mother, you always want to make everything all better for your children. Uh-huh. And, you know, I couldn't make it all better for her. Uh-huh. And I always tried my hardest. Were you, would you all have arguments privately about him being so tough on her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when she said she was going to have gastric bypass surgery, you welcomed that? I did. I supported that mm -hmm. that decision. Mm -hmm. I did, because and we had tried we had tried so many different things. She had tried so many different things, mm -hmm. and I truly feel at that at that point that gastric bypass was a lifesaver because she was morbidly obese. Have you had complications though <laughs> since then, right? I have. I've had quite a few complications. Um, I got really, really severely sick about two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to eat. I, in a year, I underwent 12 different surgeries. Wasn't able to eat, had a pick line um, through me, and I was on home IV therapy. That's the only way that they could give me nourishment. So they just came into that three or four times a week, and it would be an eight-hour thing. And Is I was, that why you lost more weight? Yes, that's mm -hmm. the reason, yeah. That's the reason I lost a lot more weight is because I haven't been able to eat. And how do you feel about that? Um, it was really tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really hard to go, because even though I had changed my attitude on food, it's still hard to not be able to eat when you want to eat. And mm -hmm. no matter what I did, I couldn't eat. Like, I kept throwing it up. There was no way for me to keep food down. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard. Do you feel happier now? Yes, I am very happy. Mm -hmm. And I know this, a lot of people disagree with me, but even if I knew that I would have been sick and all this, I still would have made the decision to have the surgery. Mm -hmm. Because... 
my life where I am now. I'm so happy and so content and I have... Because people treat you differently. Because people treat me differently and I have an amazing husband, which I don't believe I would have had. If you were overweight. I don't believe I would have. Mm -hmm. And people just completely treat you differently. Okay, was it a light bulb moment being on the show? Uh, yes. Tell me how. Well, it, the first show was very difficult, mm -hmm. especially when you asked me the question uh, that I didn't want to answer. Uh, and, uh, Which question I, was that? The question was, if she didn't lose one more pound, could you accept her? Yeah. And in fact, if she gained 10 pounds, could you accept Wasn't her? Wasn't that a good question? Was? That was a great question. <laughs> that was a horrible question. <laughs> and I didn't want to answer it. I skirted the, skirted mm -hmm, the question, mm -hmm. uh, but I finally answered the question. And that's the one that got me all the hate mail. Mm -hmm. and, but, I, but that's, honestly, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that if she was going to lose that weight and, and, and exercise and get fit and do some things with herself, that her life would be much easier. Because people, I, I will say to this day, people perceive people visually first. Mm -hmm. That is the absolute truth. They do. Well, I'm glad. You're one big happy family now? We are. We are. Okay. That's great. Okay, that's a good follow-up. The year was 1990, and one of our big initiatives on the show then was Children in Crisis. Every single day around the world, 40,000 children under the age of five die of malnutrition and preventable diseases. Our viewers were especially moved by one young American teenager. Travis, you've lived in America all your life. In Mississippi? Yes, ma'am. In Sugar Ditch? I lived in Sugar Ditch ever since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been so great for you. It's not been great. Mm -hmm. Tell me what life is like for you. Well, it was like we were staying next, next to a ditch where all the waste go to. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you used the bathroom, you had no kind of commotion running water. You had to use the bathroom in the bucket, then throw it out in the ditch. As Traveler Simmons told me about his life, the little hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I knew his simple but powerful story would give voice to millions of children living in poverty. It was roaches and rats in the house. Mm -hmm. And you had to plug your ears up for roaches won't crawl on your ears and snakes be around the house and sometime wouldn't eat all day. So uh -huh. do you go to bed hungry ever? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you get depressed about this? Sometimes I get depressed and I want to like, get a job and help my mother and I ask and ain't no jobs down south. The harsh conditions Travelus lived in would be enough to crush anyone, but he still had his dreams. So what do you want to do? What's your dream for yourself? I want to get out of school and find a job and get enough money and go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, I can sometimes feel when a show is resonating with you all, uh, the audience, but I wasn't always aware of the direct impact, especially 20 years ago, before the internet, before emails and message boards. It was only after my team checked in on Travelus this year that we realized the effect that show had on a viewer from Atlanta named Clayton. When I saw his face, I, I, saw, I saw sadness. Tears came from my eyes. People shouldn't live this way. You know, I just felt compelled to do something for him. And I contacted the producers, and you know, I want to do something for Travelers. I communicated with his mother, told her who I was, and I did the best I could. I'm not a rich person, I'm not a celebrity. I want to show him that there are other places outside of his uh, environment. Just took him to Six Flags and showed him the different sites of the Atlanta. We went to Walt Disney World. 
and we took a trip up to the nation's capital. I bought him school clothes and supplies, things like that. We spent a couple of hours in the evening times trying to enhance his reading ability. I always told him that's the key to success because he had dreams. Well, we say it all the time, everybody can do something. 21 years later, Clayton and Traveler still have a strong bond and they're both here today. Come on out, guys, come on out. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice to see you, Trevelis. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. <laughs> Great to see you. That is so powerful. You know, uh, I always say that each one can teach one, each one can reach one. You saw that show and you were moved to do something. I always, you know, it's always put before you for a reason. And so when he reached out to you, what do you think? Well, when he reached out to me, that really touched my heart that somebody cared enough for me in order to help me. So Travelers works in a, is fulfilling his dream and works in a bank now, part-time? Yes, and you're going to college? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, majoring in business management? Yes, ma'am. You're married now? Yes, ma'am, married with two kids. With two children. Are you out of sugar ditch? Yes, ma'am, thank God that I'm out of sugar yeah. ditch. <laughs> I know, and I, so I remember seeing the, those tapes. Those, you know, I grew up with roaches. Those were roaches on steroids oh, in yes. your house. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. they were. He spends time mentoring other underprivileged kids, right? Yes, ma'am. I work with uh, trouble youths and tutor them in reading and math and stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. What was it about what you saw, Clayton? Uh, something that just touched me. Mm -hmm. And um, being from the South myself, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. not in those conditions, mm -hmm. I almost could relate, but I've seen others and, mm -hmm. and I thought I could do something. Yeah. But growing up in the South, I had a special feeling for what that kind of life uh, could be like. But I was surprised that in 1990, interviewing you, that there were still people living like that in, in 1990. Were you surprised? Yes, uh -huh. yes, mm -hmm. yeah, showed a surprise. And it... Do you re recognize the impact that you've had on his life? Yes, I did, mm -hmm. yes, yes. You said, I know I'm having an impact right now. <laughs> really. What do you want to say to him for that? I just want to say thank you for reaching out to me, helping me, um, being a mentor to me, and help mold me as the man that I am today. Mm. You're welcome. Thank You're welcome. You. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Travelers and Clayton. That's a great lesson. Uh, anybody can be a Clayton in somebody's life. In 2008, Stephen Paletta took home the million dollar grand prize in our primetime series, The Big Give. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Oprah. So what'd you do with the money? What'd you do with the money? Part of the deal of winning the million was you had to give a half of it away. So who'd you give it to? Well, you know, the amazing thing, Oprah, is you did something so incredible. You actually gave me 500,000 to give away to anybody I want. Mm -hmm. Most people say you have to give it to this or to give it to that, and you said whatever I want. So what I did is I set up my own foundation and I gave it to things that I really cared about. The first is I've been doing, uh, working in Rwanda since 2005. I started the International Education Exchange and we work in the public school system. We connect kids here in the United States to kids in Rwanda. And literally that money has changed the, uh, the education in Rwanda. It's been spectacular. So I hear you've come up with an innovative way for others to get that feeling. Tell exactly. us about it. So what I did, instead of uh, going out and spending and buying a boat or buying a car, yeah. I said, you know, I'm not gonna go back to my old job. I want to start something new. So you gave up your old job. 
Gave up my old job. Construction. Construction, that's correct. And I took that $500,000 and I started the company called Giveback. Really? And what I thought I would do is just start to inspire people. And so I would go around and I'd talk to folks like this about organizations that I knew, thinking that maybe they would support them. Mm -hmm. You know what would happen every time, Oprah? People would come up to me and they'd say, Stephen, I'm so glad you like Rwanda. But can I tell you what I like? Mm -hmm. And so they'd start to tell me about an organization in their hometown or something that they're helping out overseas. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when you give someone $500,000 to give away on national TV, everybody knows about it. Yes. <laughs> so, everybody wants a little piece, yeah. So everyone would say, Steve, since Oprah gave you that money, would you give some of that money to the uh -huh. organization I care about? And you know, I thought, for a little bit I did that, even a half a million dollars runs out pretty quick. But I thought, what if I could do that? What if there's a way to actually put money in people's pocket? Do exactly what Oprah Winfrey did for me. Give them money and say, give it to whatever you want. And so that's what the idea behind Giveback was, is how in the world could I possibly, all these people, put money in their pocket and say, go support what you care about, whether that's your local church, whether that's the homeless shelter around the corner, mm -hmm. or whether that's some international organization that you really care about. Don't, don't make it about my... So now that's your business, that's what you do. That's it, giveback.org is my business. And so how does it work? Well, I had to figure out how in the world am I gonna give people money, and I thought, what if I could set up a website allow people to set up their own personal foundation. So you can come in and literally for free, we'll set up your personal foundation, which is really a charitable savings account. Mm. You can put money in anytime you want. Mm -hmm. It's tax deductible right then. You can give it away anytime you want. But the most important thing is, every time that you shop, every time that you buy something at your favorite store, whether that's Target or Nike or Adidas or any of those, you will earn money back into your foundation. Because they are all signed up with the giveback.org. That's correct. And so they give a percentage of their sales back to the customer for the customer's foundation. Exactly. Now, Stephen has come up with one of the best ideas we've heard to get everybody started on their own big give. And today, this studio audience is in for a big surprise. Stephen, what are you gonna do? Well, Oprah, last time I sat here, you gave me a half a million dollars to give away. Mm -hmm. Well, today, uh, with my good partners of Visa, I am bringing back a half a million dollars to give away. And so today, everyone in this studio audience, if you go to giveback.org and set up your foundation, you will find a card, I believe it's in their seat, mm -hmm. that will have a $1,000 gift certificate so that each and every one of you will have $1,000 to give away to the charities of your choice. to giveback.org and you'll have $1,000 in your account? Basically, if you go to giveback.org and you set up your foundations, literally you put in your email and your password and you've got a foundation set up and $1,000 will appear in your account and you give it away when you want and where you want. That's fantastic. Stephen, thank you so much. A special shout out to Visa for helping Stephen pull off his big give surprise for our audience. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. 
Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley, in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.